This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, the program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you today. And as you know, these are very important days in our country as we approach an election, as I've said before, uh, probably goes without saying, is one of the most uh, important elections literally in American history, literally, and certainly the most in my lifetime, um, all, all starting with the president, presidential election all the way down. And of course, as you know, on our program, we pay particular attention to Central Florida politics and Florida politics, and the Roger Franklin Williams Show is where you'll hear probably more local elected officials than you'll hear anywhere else. And you, you know, it's an opportunity for the our elected officials to sp- and candidates to speak directly to you, and it's also an opportunity um, for you to hear directly from the candidates themselves. In a moment, we're going to go to our first guest on the program. But right now, in fact, I'll introduce, I'll let you know about him right now. We're pleased to be joined in this segment by Seminole County Sheriff Dennis Lima. And he is a a candidate for re-election. He will be on the ballot in November. Before we go to Sheriff Lima, I want to let you know, of course, that the Roger Franklin Williams Show and the elected officials and the candidates you hear on our program are presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. Generous servings of the finest cuts of beef and cold water Australian lobster served in an atmosphere of old school elegance and sophistication. Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster, located just two blocks west of Lee Road on off of I four, uh, two blocks west of I four on Lee Road in Orlando. Now let's go to Seminole County Sheriff Dennis Lima and Sheriff. I want to thank you for joining us today on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Well, thank you for having me, Roger. And first of all, I'd just like to have you uh, share with our listeners and the citizens of Seminole County, uh, what are some things that you would like for citizens to know about the Sheriff's Department uh, at the moment? Well, you know what? We've got a wonderful Sheriff's Office that has received uh, national and uh, statewide focus and attention, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. I'm pleased to say that in the 107-year history of Seminole County, there's never been a crime rate as low as there is today. Uh, that that occurs based upon not only the men and women of, of the law enforcement community, but how well they collaborate with uh, our law-abiding citizens, our faith-based partners, our non-for-profit uh, organizations. It's really, really a blessing um, to, to live and work in a community that really appreciates the men and women who are walking that thin blue line. Uh, day in and day out, and it's an honor to, to serve as as uh, their Seminole County Sheriff. And Sheriff Lima, you, you entered office in January of 2017 as the Sheriff of Seminole County, but you've got a, a long and actually varied background of service with Seminole County Sheriff's Office. Can you talk a little bit about that background? 
Yeah, I, I would love to. Actually, it's a very unique opportunity serving as the 10th sheriff in the history of Seminole County because I actually ascended uh, the ranks after a 28-year career. So I started here as a correctional officer. I worked as a deputy sheriff, an investigator, and then a sergeant, a lieutenant, a captain, a major. And prior to becoming sheriff, I served as the chief deputy under Sheriff Don Esslinger, which gave me a, a, a very unique perspective of all aspects of the Seminole County Sheriff's Office. But more importantly, the hardworking, dedicated men and women that make up the 1,400 members of our agency. And it's uh, really been a blessing to work with them and have their uh, support and encouragement as we work harmoniously to protect uh, our citizens' lives. So, you know, I'm also a, a Marine Corps veteran, so I've spent my entire uh, adult life uh, serving our, our country or community. And it's, uh, it's something that I'm extremely uh, proud of. Well, thank you for your service, especially in the Marine Corps and uh, defending America's freedom and security and also uh, defending our safety here in Seminole County with the Sheriff's Department and law enforcement. I, and I'd i like to ask you now, you know, in, in the time that you have actually been sheriff since January of 2017, what are some of the accomplishments that you are most proud of? I think at the top of the list, uh, any sheriff has uh, a constitutional responsibility to protect and preserve uh, citizens' rights and the quality of life. I think that, you know, high on that list is uh, making sure that we have a low crime rate and we have the lowest crime rate in any contiguous Central Florida community. And about half of what an all-time historic low crime rate is uh, here in the state of Florida. Uh, but more particularly, I, I am uh, very proud of the programs and activities that we have highlighted here. A lot of people don't realize that uh, the Seminole County Sheriff's Office is uh, rather diverse in its professional responsibilities. Like uh, we run our correctional facility here. We're one of seven counties that take on exclusive responsibility for abuse, neglect, and abandonment of children. We run that uh, here in Seminole County, where uh, the majority of the counties across the state uh, uh, does not. Uh, we run a juvenile detention center. And so there's a, a whole lot of things going on. And the way we strategize and provide services has, has gained, again, uh, national and local attention to the point where uh, the, the, uh, the incoming uh, Attorney General, Ashley Moody, had named me chair of her opioid working group based upon the hard work uh, that the men and women were doing here at the Seminole County Sheriff's Office. Uh, that resulted in, in them uh, appointing me to the to the vice chair of the state opioid task force, uh, the chair of the First Lady's Drug Abuse Prevention Panel. I'm on the, uh, President Trump's Commission on Crime and the Administration of Justice, one of uh, just a handful of uh, state representatives. And all of that is based upon modeling the best practice model around providing services uh, the way that we do here in Seminole County. So it's a, a huge honor, not only for me, but more directly, the men and women of this agency and how we provide services to our citizens. And it's, uh, again, the gold standard best practice model, and all of that is occurring um, uh, you know, here daily. Andrew, glad you're joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show this morning. Right now we're speaking with Seminole County Sheriff Dennis Lima. He will be on the ballot in November or election as the sheriff, re-election as the sheriff of Seminole County. 
Now, Sheriff Lima, can you talk about you know, if you were to be elected, uh, what would some of your goals be for the next four years? Well, I think that uh, what we always have to do is, is anticipate what lingers around the corner uh, tomorrow. Although we have um, really made a significant difference in in the crime rate, and Jeff, and it, you know, have that historic low. Uh, I am fearful that the unintended consequences of the of the uh, pandemic, uh, COVID nineteen, will lead to an unprecedented amount of mental health and substance abuse and all of these concerns. If we just think for a moment that people generally don't wake up one day and say that they want to spend the rest of their life in prison, or they won't wake up one day and say that they want to be a career criminal. And I think that the law enforcement community has to address the underlying conditions that are present that lead people down that path in the first place. And that's investment on, again, mental health programs, substance abuse programs, all while we hold the drug dealers accountable to the fullest extent of the law. And I'm proud to to announce that although, although we have robust, treatment programs here offered to those who are incarcerated and who are those uh, individuals that are navigating a path towards recovery. We also uh, charge drug dealers with first-degree murder if they deal deadly doses of narcotics to our citizens. So I I think that the hard work with that lies around the corner. If we think about a pre-COVID-19 world, we had 19 people a day in the state of Florida dying from an opioid-related overdose. And this is like something we've never seen before because we know that Big Pharma sold our public bill of goods that Oxycontin was not harmful. And the evidence shows that that uh, that simply was not the case. A lot of military veterans, a lot of true patriots were simply following doctors or orders and got hooked on this very, very powerful drug. Many people have now turned to synthetic opioids and and we have to. We have to continue to to address that, and we have to fix what I feel is a broken uh, mental health system. Uh, when people are being Baker Acted four or five times uh, per month, uh, it shows that more needs to be done in that regard. Yeah, well, well, thank you for sharing a little bit about your vision for the next four years and also about your background. It's been great to have you join us. And, um, you know, appreciate you joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We look forward to having you back again sometime soon. Well, thank you so much for having me, and thank you for what you do, and and all of your listeners that are, uh, you know, being made aware of these very very important issues that are hitting us right here in Central Florida. And now we do have about a minute or less. Um, you, you mentioned some of the awards. Uh, would you like to talk about uh, you know, one of those uh, here before we we go to our break? Yeah. So I, I think it's important that you know because we've. Um, you know, we've, we've had such great success here. That's why our campaign for re-election has been endorsed by Attorney General Ashley Moody, uh, you know, both our, our you know, state attorney and our public defender, the entire Seminole County Republican delegation, all of our county commissioners, all of the mayors of all of the cities in Seminole County, all of the police chiefs, unless prohibited by policy, the Fraternal Order of Police, the Retail Realtors Association, the Builders Association, we've got Great momentum, and I tell you, it it is just an absolute blessing to have the support of of the men and women and the citizens that we pledge and raise our hand to protect day in and day out. Well, Sheriff Lima, thank you for joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And friends, we'll be right back with more candidates. Please stay with us. 
Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that are affecting us in our community, our state, and our nation. And of course, as you know, on our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we talk about those issues from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, and country. And of course, uh, it goes without saying, I certainly don't need to tell you that the the days that we are living in are absolutely crucial to maintaining our traditional American values and our traditional uh, American way of life. And of course, that's been the focus of our show pretty much all year. And now we are actually um, really taking it to a whole other level here now that we are literally um, you know, not, not too far away from the 2020 presidential election and other elections as well. Before we go to our next guest, um, I want to let you know, of course, that the Roger Franklin Williams Show is presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster, the best steak in any restaurant, in any city, at any price. Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster, conveniently located just two blocks west of I-4 on Lee Road, Orlando. Get over and see him and tell, tell him Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Also want to give a shout out to our friends over at Ford Door Solutions and let you know that Ford Door Solutions supports not only our program, they support all the programs you hear right here on the new AM950 and FM94.9 the answer and the messages of patriotism and support for our free enterprise system. Do you have garage door problems? Ford Door Solutions has your solution. You can find out more at FLADoor.com, or just give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. Now let's go to our next guest. I'm very pleased to present to you, coming from Charleston at the Republican National Commission, Pam Pollard. And Pam serves as the Republican National Committee woman for the state of Oklahoma, and she's a former state Republican Party chairman. For the state of Oklahoma. Let's go to Pam Pollard right now. Pam, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you, Roger, for having me. It's a pleasure to talk to people in my hometown. Absolutely. It's always a real thrill to talk to uh, the people that I grew up with uh, in the Apopka community and, you know, went to school with. And it's uh, great that we've all followed your career um, as you you made a a, a very positive impact in leadership positions in the Republican Party in your new home in Oklahoma. And look forward to having you share a little bit with our listeners about that. And why don't and just I don't want to hear and you've you've been at the convention you've been attending the convention Republican National Convention I'd love to have you share uh, some of the things that you have observed and your insights and thoughts with our listeners but first of all I'd like to ask you to tell us a little bit about um, your new duties as Republican National Committee woman for the state of Oklahoma and also your prior role as state party chairman for the state of Oklahoma for the Republican Party. Well, thank you very much. I want to start off by saying that, you know, growing up in Central Florida, going to elementary, junior, and high school, graduating from Apopka High School, has set a foundation in my heart as a very young person for exactly what you said your theme was, faith, family, and country. And that's really who I am. And as an adult 
with my my church upbringing. It just I think it just brings a full circle to whether you're in Florida or whether you're in Oklahoma. The family traditional values are is the strength of America, and that's originally why I got involved in politics. I was just a uh, I'm an accountant, stay at home mom, had my small business. A candidate knocked on the door one day and just casually was talking to me about some of the issues. And he said, you know, you need to get involved in politics. And I'm probably like everybody else. I looked over my shoulder to see who he was really talking to. And he said, no, you. He said, I, you've got some interesting thoughts. So I went to a meeting. And um, lo and behold, now um, I have served four years as the state party chairman for the Oklahoma Republican Party during the last presidential election. I served from 2015 to 2019. And it was extremely time-consuming, very uh, exciting, full energy. But my family said, you know, hey, we don't want you to go through another presidential election. So I did not run for a state party chairman, but I was recruited to run for the position I hold now, which is the uh, Republican National Committee representative from the state of Oklahoma. And the rules say that one male and one female shall be elected from each of the 50 states and five territories, and then all the state party chairmen. So people call it the group of 168. So we're the ones who set the rules and the procedures for the Republican Party from the presidential elections all the way down through the congressional and and U.S. Senate elections, as well as the platform, the rules of the party, the rules in your state and your county. All of those political rules all start from what we call the RNC, and I'll be serving for the next four years on the RNC, and I'm very excited to serve. That, that's great. It's it's a it's, it's a blessing to see good people uh, achieve positions of leadership in our country, and certainly in the Republican Party. And are very proud, pleased that you are in the in in those roles and have, are serving in those influential roles. Now, I'd love to you at the Republican National Convention. Can you share with us um, just your first thought that you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, I could say it was very, very exciting. I have been to five national conventions now, and uh, this one was uh, primarily the same, and then the ending was so different. I give the analogy, it's like a wedding preparation. Everyone is excited. You buy the beautiful dress. You do all the decorations. You have the, the beautiful locations. And then when it comes time for the wedding, the wedding doesn't take place. So we were very, very fortunate, though, that our president said, we are not going to let this convention be a dud. He came, he surprised everyone and flew down early in the morning to be with us in Charlotte. So the president and the vice president showed up at their convention and said, we're not going to ask for permission from the governor who once told us no. We're just going to ask for forgiveness. They flew in. They excited the entire crowd. I hope that your listeners saw it. Um, I had a front row seat to that. I posted many things on my Facebook page, so encourage people to go to uh, Pam Pollard. Um, soon it's going to be Pam Pollard for RNC, and people can start following the things they do. I think it's extremely important to let All of our voters, all of our Republicans know, not just in Oklahoma, but around the country, I want them to see what we do, because the excitement that I gain from going to these national conventions, I want that to pass down to each and every household in America. I think if they will just look and see, look at what we're talking about, look at what we're doing, 
I think the majority of Americans will identify with what the Republicans are saying and not with what Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and the Democrats are saying at this time in American history. And Pam, we've got about four minutes or so, and um, we'd love to have you stick around with us if you can have a few minutes after we go to when we come back from break. Would that be possible, possibly? Yes, I'd be glad to. Thank you. Well, great. Well, before we go to that break, I I do want to say now, and I realize Oklahoma is is more of a conservative state than than many states, and I would say at this point it's more of a conservative state than Florida is. But I'm sure you also know many people. Um, you know, being uh, very active at the grassroots level, being a, a real person, as, as I like to call us, um, you know, people that are either undecided or e- even people that are that they plan to vote for Joe Biden. Um, you know, can, can you what 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 do you say, you know, to, to, to people like that uh, or, 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 or what what are some insights that you have for people that that, that are that are even thinking that way, if it's even possible to de- discern? Well, I want people to look at America. Look at our founding fathers. Look at our founding documents. Look at our rich, rich history. As many people are talking about now, there is parts of American history that we wish never would have happened, but it's part of the founding of America. What is great about America is when we see a problem, we fix it. We make ourselves better. And look at what the Republicans are saying. What we're trying to look at our past, living in the present, look to our future, What future do you want? Do you want the future that you're hearing the Republicans talking about, which is faith, family, country, freedom to do what you choose to do? Or do you want to look at what the Democrats are saying, which is turning us into socialism? If you don't if you don't really see where that's coming from, everything the Democrats are talking about, the government is telling you what to do. I love to talk to teenagers and tell teenagers Do you like your parents telling you every single thing to do? No. Kids get fed up with that. Why are Americans, why are we continuing to allow the federal government to tell us every aspect of our life? We're adults. We have free wills. We are citizens in the freest country in the world. Give us our freedom. That's what Republicans are doing, giving people their freedom. Very well said. Friends, you're listening to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Our guest right now is Pam Pollard. She's the Republican National Committee woman representing the state of Oklahoma. She's joining us from uh, the Republican National Convention, and she's sharing her insights um, with us about what's been happening this week at the Republican National Convention. And Pam Pollard is also a former Republican Party chairman for the state of Oklahoma, and she's a native right here of a Central Florida of Apopka. We'll go to a quick break, and when we come back, we'll continue to speak with Pam Pollard, Republican National Committee woman of the state of Oklahoma, uh, sharing her insights uh, about the Republican National Convention. Before we go to break, of course, I want to give you a word from our friends, the guys over at Apopka Moore at Equipment Repair. As you've come to know, a Popka mower and equipment repair is your one-stop center for all of your lawn and garden needs. They're also the home of steel outdoor power equipment products and for other outstanding mowers, um, dealers such as Bad Boy Mowers, Toro, and Skag. They're also the place where you can get prepared 
They'll have everything you need for hurricane preparation during hurricane season. So get up and see them. They're located at 2975 West Orange Blossom Trail. That's Highway 441 on the north side of Apopka. And please tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. We'll be right back with Pam Pollard from the GOP National Convention. She's the Republican National Committee woman for the state of Oklahoma. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Glad you're joining us today in these important times. Right now we're speaking with Pam Pollard. Pam is a Republican National Committee woman for the state of Oklahoma. She's a former Republican Party state chairman in the state of Oklahoma, and she's sharing her insights about the Republican National Convention, which she has attended this week. We'll go back to Pam in just a moment. Of course, I want to want you to know that the Roger Franklin Williams Show is presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster, generous servings of the finest cuts of beef and cold water Australian lobster, served in an atmosphere of old school elegance and sophistication. Christner's reservations recommended. Call 407 645 4443. Also, want to give a shout out to our friends, the guys up at Sheeler Auto Repair, and let you know that one of the, the great blessings to have and one of the great problems to have if you don't have that blessing or a place that you know and trust where you can take your car, not only to have it serviced, but to have it fixed when it's something going wrong. And, of course, I've had that blessing for the past 20 years to be able to take my car to Sheila Auto Repair, Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos. You can trust the guys at Sheila Auto Repair. They're located 1908 South Arms Blossom Trail, Apopka. Now let's go back to Pam Pollard from the Republican National Convention, and she is the Republican National Committee woman for the state of Oklahoma. And... Yeah, Pam, I'd like to ask you, um, can you talk about the efforts um, of the Nash, of the Trump campaign, um, you know, things that they're doing uh, on the ground, if you will, at the grassroots level to, to make sure that um, you know, this Republican, th- this election, uh, you, know, go, you know, President Trump wins this just bid for reelection in, this, in these very difficult, uncertain uh, times? Yes, thank you very much, Roger, and and thank you for having me as a guest on your show. I think it's extremely important for the listeners and the voters to know that this president is truly, truly a president of the people. He wants to hear from the people. When we have meetings with him, sometimes he will tell the press, you know, press, get out of here. I want to talk to these folks directly. And he has like an open mic, and he asks us, the RNC members, Tell me what people are thinking, what people are doing in your state. And he doesn't mean about his popularity. He's asking about issues. He's asking about what are problems, what do we need to do in the federal government that can help solve everyday uh, issues in, in business and in personal lives. So the president was very, very adamant during his reelection that he wanted his campaign team to be on the ground at the doorstep. And as of last week, at the beginning of the start of our uh, national convention, people around the country had already knocked over three 
million doors, three million doors on the ground, knocking in the middle of this pandemic. They have on face masks. They have all of the protective gear. They hand people stuff or they tell them stuff that they wanted to hear from the people. I think that with that amount of grassroots attention and that amount of grassroots organization, I think the voters in America will know that we have a president who cares about us. So they have, we've got about 15 to 17 targeted states, targeted not only for for the presidency, but also for Congress and for United States Senate. And I can tell you it's a very um, bottom-down approach. Uh, They come into the state and say, what do you need? Tell us what you need. They supply the resources, and we get out there and we work and talk to the voters, bring them on our team. We're very close to recruiting almost two million volunteers, two million volunteers around the country. French, listen to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're pleased to be joined right now by Pam Pollard. Pam is the Republican National Committee woman from the state of Oklahoma. She's also a former Republican Party state chairman for Oklahoma, and she's has been attending the Republican National Convention, and she's sharing her insights with us on our show this morning. And, and Pam, can you uh, talk about you know, the perspective of? Did, first of all, did you watch any of the the Democrat convention? And if you did, can you, uh, you know, from your perspective of actually having you know attended the Republican National Convention, uh, some thoughts that you have about the the different contrast of the messages and the presentations of the two conventions and the two parties? Well, unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch as much of the Democrats as I wanted. I um, just had a new grandbaby and had to go down and take care of the baby, so we didn't have the TV on very much because. As an extreme, you know, days-old newborn, we, you know, we weren't too concerned with television. But I did read a lot about it. I did hear some of it. And seeing what they did last week and seeing what we have for our, our weekend and then our first two days of our convention, what I see, it seemed to be was doom and gloom and everything is President Trump's fault. And then on the Trump campaign, it's hope. It's hope and faith look to our past, learn from history, and work for a better future for America. What people are talking about on the the RNC convention this week has been, you know, what was wrong with America and what have we fixed? Every story has been a story of, of battles and trials and victory and hope. And this is done through the leadership of President Donald Trump. This is why people are saying every single day on these doorsteps, we need President Trump to be reelected for another four years. Brenda, we're speaking right now with Pam Pollard. She's a Republican National Committee woman from the state of Oklahoma, and she's sharing her insights about the Republican National Convention, which she attended. And Pam, what were some of the particular highlights um, from your perspective of the GOP National Convention? You know, I've heard a lot of people speaking about the uh, the Herschel Walker's comments, his speech. Also, Mr. Alvarez, who was a, a you know a, a refugee from from Cuba, um, comparing you know uh, communism versus freedom, and and um, and also I've heard the, the gentleman who. Um, whose daughter was killed in the school shooting. Um, I've heard a lot of comments about him. From your perspective, what were some of the the, the highlights? I think one of the highlights 
truly is the stark contrast between what the Democrats presented and what the Republicans are presenting. The examples you just gave are examples of real-life Americans. The Democrat chose to highlight movie stars. Their moderators, the person running the, the show each evening, was a different Hollywood celebrity who is not in touch with what's going on in everyday small-town Apopka, Florida, or Lakeland, Florida, or Okoye, Florida, or even where I'm at in Midwest City, Oklahoma, or Oklahoma City. People that sit behind these guarded walls in Los Angeles, California, doesn't know what it's like to be out on the doorstep and to watch these televisions and to know that every day some people live in fear of riots coming into their hometown and destroying their hometown. So listening to these these stories from the Republican National Convention, it's real people and real hope. That's what our government should be doing. They serve us. They serve the people. We don't need Hollywood elites coming in and telling us their opinion on things. I would much rather hear from Mr. Alvarez and some of the other people than I would from any of these Hollywood movie stars. Thank you for sharing that, those insights. I agree with you a million percent. You know, it's uh, I mean, the, the contrast is this is just incredible. And I mean, I can't I, I mean, if 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 Trump doesn't win this, I mean, I, you know, it's just I can't imagine, you know, because, you know, um, when when you see that the two messages and the two and the presentation of the two messages, not to mention the candidates, uh, the two candidates, um it's mind-boggling to think that it would even be a, be a contest, but as we know, know, it's going to be incredibly, most likely incredibly close. It's going to be a battle um, that every vote's really going to count. But And along those lines, uh, on our last question, I appreciate you spending a little extra time with us. Really appreciate that a lot. and look forward to having you back you know, on, on, you know, more often. But can you... What are some tips as somebody who started at the grassroots level um, and became a leader, actually rose to state party chairman in the Republican Party in Oklahoma? What are some things that citizens need to be doing, real people, voters need to be doing to make sure that Trump wins this election? Number one, call your local county or your state Republican parties. And get involved with them. They are very well organized. President Trump is running the show. Remember, President Trump knows what he wants. He is truly the commander-in-chief. He sends the orders down, and he has people that believes in him and agrees with him. And he lets us know which direction he wants to go. If you want to get on what people call the Trump train, call your local county parties. You can Google it. If you don't know, then can ask Roger or send me a message, and I will absolutely get you the contact information for that. And go volunteer with them. I started out, as a matter of fact, my position is a volunteer position. I've been a volunteer for the Republican Party for going on about 28, 29 years now. Um, some positions I've made, you know, been paid a little bit for it, and sometimes they pay for my travel. But be willing to sacrifice a little bit of your time and a little bit of your money and learn. They will teach you and train you what to do on the doorsteps. They will teach you and train you on the issues. Nobody tells you what to say. Again, the Republicans is the party of freedom. We believe in free speech. Everybody's got a different story. My story is a foundation of growing up in a small town of Pops of Florida, graduating from college, being sent to Oklahoma, 
and going to work in Oklahoma and uh, finding my husband and raising a family there. So now, you know, my my life experiences are from the city of Oklahoma City. So it gives me a different perspective than someone who was raised just in Oklahoma City. I think it's extremely important that we have everybody giving their perspective and finding something to relate to one another about. That's how we're going to unify America, because all of us, every single citizen of the United States of America has the same thing in common, and that is that we love the freest state in the entire world. And I'll do anything I can to protect those freedoms. Well, thank you. Appreciate the work that you're doing to do that, Pam. And thank you for joining us today on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Thank you very much, Roger. And I really appreciate being able to have some time to talk with people in my hometown and hometown area. Wonderful. Friends, we're going to go to a quick break. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Please stay with us. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. Of course, we are heavily focused on the 2020 elections now, and pretty much virtually all the guests that you're going to hear from here on out will be candidates uh, or people that are heavily involved in the uh, re-election effort of, of President Donald Trump. So that's uh, we're happy to be able to be here to, to bring you these people directly, the candidates directly. You can hear from them directly um, and, and get a feel for them and, and their agenda and their priorities. We have an excellent candidate joining us once again. He's joined us before, Mr. Keith Trunow. He's a candidate for the Florida House of Representatives, uh, uh, District 31, which represents, which would be representing big part of Lake County, also big part of Northwest Orange County as well, including the greater Apopka area. We'll go to Keith in just a moment. Of course, I want to let you remind you, of course, that the Roger Frank and Williams Show is presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. Generous servings of the finest cuts of beef and cold water Australian lobster served in an atmosphere of old school elegance and sophistication. Make your next celebration truly special. Celebrate at Christner's. Get your reservation now at 407-645-4443. That's 407-645-4443. Also, want to give a shout out to our friend, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, the great people over at St. Germain Chiropractic and BurnFatOrlando.com. And let you know that once again, for now 15 years in a row, Dr. Patrick St. Germain and St. Germain Chiropractic have been voted best chiropractor to find out why and when you're and if also when you're in pain, I urge you to give go call Dr. St. Germain at 855 when in pain. That's 855 when in pain. Dr. Patrick St. Germain and St. Germain Chiropractic. Now let's go to Keith True now, candidate for the Florida House of Representatives, representing the area of areas of Lake County and Northwest Orange County. Hello, Keith. Thanks for ha- joining us again. Yes, sir. Happy to be here. And you, first of all, let me congratulate you. You've uh, you had a you know, a, a primary contest, and you were uh, emerged as the winner w- with a big victory over Stephen Navakovic. 
And can you just talk about uh, you, the way things are now that um, you, know, you you will you know, proceed forward as the Republican nominee and your next contest will be on November 3rd versus a representative of the Democrat Party? Yes, sir. Well, I'm happy to carry the torch for the Republican Party in, in, in what we are founded on. Um, I, I, uh, I look... I look at this as I did the primary race, and we'll put all our efforts forward to get the word out and tell the people about myself and my beliefs and my platform and and uh, and keep moving forward towards the general election. And, Keith, now you shared with us before, but we have new listeners literally every week as well. And can you share with us what were some of the reasons, or what are the key reasons that you chose you after you know many years as a successful businessman and a man who's been very active in the community, giving back to the community in your personal life. What led you to want to seek this position to serve um, as state representative? Well, I would like to use my experiences to help make better policies for the people of Florida. Uh, I think that through my life experience, you know, a family man, a husband, a father a property owner, a homeowner, a business owner, a, you know, uh, employing several hundred people and supporting several hundred families, I think that uh, those experiences will help me greatly in uh, policy and regulation in, in Tallahassee. And I would like to ask you about your your life um your, your occupation, your, your your business, your career, because um, I know you've been very successful and been very successful in the agriculture industry. Can you just tell us a little bit about uh, your your efforts there and, and your life and um, your career uh, in the private sector? Yes, sir. Well, I come from a, a, a fourth generation farming family, and my wife does as well. And we've we've done a lot of different things over the years, but. In uh, 1998, we founded Lake Gem Farms. Uh, we started off with six employees, seven counting myself, and today we uh, employ over 200 folks. Uh, we do a variety of things. We grow turf grass as, as the main part of our business, but we also provide services for other things related to that turf grass operation for customers and municipalities across the state of Florida. And... It's it's been a wonderful a wonderful experience, um, and, and you know it's uh, it's great to have the fruit of what you do you know uh, reap such a great reward. No, no, absolutely, personally, you know I I love to see uh, farmers get in, and people who come from an agriculture uh, occupation get involved. Uh, you know, in politics, if you will, or, or, or seek elected positions, because I think that uh, really uh, being close to the land, the, the values that that are inculcated yeah, in, in, in a person, you know, uh, you know, while working the earth, if you will, are, are, are things that really uh, are yeah. very, very important. And uh, now, Keith, can you share about um, you know some of your priorities? What are some of the Roger? Yeah. Can you hear me? I, I can hear you now. Okay. Um, can you talk about some of the um, y- y- parts of your message that you want people to know? What are some of your positions on the key issues? 
Well, one, one key issue that is probably going to affect us all here shortly is uh, is COVID-19 and, and getting small businesses back up and running. I mean, we've got to make sure that our small business community is, is protected. And hopefully we have some legislation coming forward soon that will help protect small businesses against uh, frivolous lawsuits or concerns about, you know, uh, spreading the infection through customer service or through customers or employees and, and things like that in the increasing liability that is, is coming down. You know, the, the shutdown was devastating for Florida's small businesses, owners who follow the rules and do everything they can to protect the safety of their customers' employees shouldn't have, should not have to defend themselves against, you know, predatory lawsuits. So in the future, we need to uh, make sure that we can open up and get things back on track and, and make Florida great again. No, I agree with you. There are a million percent. You know, I, I think this whole lockdown thing has been overblown, and uh, I think the threat has been overblown. And as you said, it's been absolutely devastating uh, to our economy and specifically to certain uh, people who were hit particularly hard in certain businesses. Um, And especially, you know, obviously in the restaurant industry, the bars and restaurants and other industries as well. Um, Yeah, I appreciate uh, your, your efforts, efforts there. And and I know I'm a citizen in in actually the the district that you're, you're, you're running in. So I, you know, certainly, uh, you know, have a good feel for the, you know the the desires and the uh, the wishes of the people in the district. Uh, certainly, at least hopefully, I do. Um, and I know one thing that's important to me, and one thing's important to my neighbors and friends, are Second Amendment rights. Can you talk about you know, your position uh, on Second Amendment rights? And you know, you know how you know what would you do in, in, in that regard if you were to be elected? Yes, I stand firm on the Second Amendment. It uh, it we, I will not falter when it comes to. To our rights in the Second Amendment, the red flag laws and the in the legislation that is coming forward to uh, take away those rights, uh, we will not we will not let that happen. We'll restore our rights where needed. Hold lawmakers accountable for denying the rights obligated uh, about, uh, for the law abiding law abiding citizens. Wilson, we, congratulations once again on capturing the Republican nomination, and we'll continue to walk, follow your progress uh, as you proceed towards the, the general election. And uh, thank you for joining us here to share a little bit about, about your candidacy with our listeners. And friends, Mr. Keith True now. Well, friends, it's been great to have you joining us. That's bringing us uh, to the near the end of our program. And before we go, I want to you know, thank all of our guests today and want to thank you for joining us, of course. And it was Great to speak with Seminole County Sheriff Dennis Lima on our program today. Also great to have Pam Pollard, who is a former state Republican Party chairman in Oklahoma, join us with her insights from the Republican National Convention. And then, of course, uh, speaking once again with Keith Trunow, candidate for the Florida House of Representatives, Republican candidate, uh, uh, in, which will be on the ballot in November, which represents parts of big part of Lake County and Northwest Orange County. Friends, it's great to have you today joining us. I want to thank our producer, Jeff, and I hope that you'll have a, a great day. We'll look forward to being with you next week. Thank you.